Please listen carefully. Hey, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors. We discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm John Haley. And I'm Kate Orslan. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Hey, Kate. Hey, John. How's it going? Pretty okay. Pretty okay? Yeah, not too shabby. Finally feeling like fall. It's a little bit fall, a little bit chilly. There's a chill in the air. Mm-hmm. Pumpkin spice weather, so to speak. PSL. Just I've actually never had one. You never had one? No. They're not what they're cracked up to be. Don't Just, don't you know leave bad comments for that. Any pumpkin spice fans out there? Pumpkin spice lovers, you keep on keeping on. It's fine. It's just not worth the craze. I think. It's just a personal choice that I choose not to participate in. This concludes the food review portion of the podcast. <laughs> and now we'll move on to our actual topic. So we've been doing a series on lease problems for the entire month of October, in part because we're leading up to our premier property management conference, PMX. PMX? No, not DMX. Hmm. Is a two-and-a-half-day conference where you can learn about legal changes, best practices, and network with fellow property managers. This year we're in Harrisonburg. From November 14th through 16th. We hope to see you guys at PMX 2018 in just a few weeks for more discussion of issues relating to property management. Uh, but to lead into that, today we're going to talk about defaulting tenants. So, mm. Mm, always a problem. So let's start by talking about what exactly a default is. A default is when someone fails to do something required by law or by a contract. That means today, lucky listeners, we're going to talk about what to do when a tenant does not comply with the Virginia Residential Landlord Tenant Act, affectionately known as the VRLTA, or the lease. We're focusing on the VRLTA because of changes over the last few years that make the VRLTA opt-out rather than opt-in, if you fall under the threshold number, and also because the common law and VRLTA are essentially the same now. If you're operating under a common law lease that is more than a few years old, You'll need to look at the lease and talk to an attorney to see if what we say today applies in your situation. There are a couple of different types of default or non-compliance under the VRLTA. The first type of non-compliance we're going to talk about is non-remediable. Try saying that five times fast. You go first. No, I asked you first. (laughs) Let's just move along. (laughs) Um... There are a few things that are considered non-remediable in that there is nothing the tenant can do to fix the problem. The first is a criminal or willful act which is not remediable and that poses a threat to health or safety. The law specifies that any illegal drug activity involving a controlled substance as defined in the Drug Control Act is considered a non-remediable act. In both circumstances, illegal drug activity, and a criminal or willful act that poses a threat to health or safety, the landlord does not need to wait for a conviction. In these cases, the landlord only needs to prove the violation beyond a preponderance of the evidence. Dun, 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 dun. I just wanted to go with law and order there. I like that. It was a nice Thank touch. You. Yeah. Thank you. Um, in plain English, that means more likely than not. So balancing the scales, just a little tipping a little bit, in one way or the other, um, for those of you that watch those crime shows, right? Right. Um, you know that for a criminal conviction, state needs to prove the violation beyond a reasonable doubt. I feel like that would have been this would have been a better law and order reference in the criminal justice system, <laughs> right? <laughs> do, do, 
do, do, do, do, do. Um, this means that the landlord or property manager does not need to wait for a conviction. Do, do. Um, if they can show that the tenant was engaged in the activity, they can terminate the lease and ask for immediate possession. In the event that the landlord wants to terminate the lease because of a criminal or willful act that poses a threat to health or safety, he must give the tenant notice that specifies the acts or omissions that created that breach and say that the lease will terminate upon a date at least 30 days after the notice is received. I just want to talk for a second. I was having a flashback to that episode of The Office where Michael does a full episode of Law and Order as his own audition. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's almost what I was doing. It's, it's very similar, I think. Yeah. Anyways, just a thought. The next type of default we're going to talk about is a material noncompliance that materially affects health or safety. In these situations, the landlord or property manager may serve what is often called a 2130. What is that? Well, let's talk about it some more. This notice specifies the acts or omissions that are a breach of the lease and that the lease will terminate in 30 days if the tenant does not remedy that breach within 21 days. Okay, so the tenant has to fix the problem within 21 days or the lease terminates at 30 days. Got it. That makes sense. That's why it's called a 2130. Clever. Clever boy. Very clever. Next type of noncompliance we're going to talk about is often called a repeat violation or a 21-day repeat. I wonder why. Well, you have to wait to find out until right now when I tell you. Uh, The type of violation is in the name. So let's set the scene. Landlord has given the tenant a 2130 notice for a violation that could be remedied. Let's say, for example, the tenant has adopted a new puppy and the property does not allow pets. It's, it's a pet, though, not an assistance animal, right? Right. So let's not, let's not, it's a different episode of this podcast. The next episode. Next episode. <laughs> when the property manager goes to the unit on day 22 to inspect, all signs of the dog are gone. No more food bowl, no doggy toys, nothing. Two weeks later, when the maintenance person goes by to fix a leaky faucet, he calls to tell you that there's a dog in the apartment again. The dog is coming from inside the house. Um, so the dog, let me, you know, just like disappeared for two weeks, went to the upside down. Mm-hmm. Maybe the um, doggy spa, Maybe 21 the, days. The dog actually went to a nice little farm upstate. Who knows? <laughs> I didn't think they came back from that. but Well, sometimes they do. Uh, so in this case, you don't have to do a new 2130 letter. You have to do what is called a repeat violation. In cases where the tenant has been previously required to remedy a breach, and the tenant subsequently commits a like-nature breach, or a breach that's very similar, the landlord must serve a 30-day notice that specifies the act or omission, make reference to the previous like breach, and state the lease will terminate on a date not less than 30 days from when the notice is received. So then the final type of violation we want to talk about today is the non-payment of rent. Um, I wanted to start by giving some practice suggestions. Um, People often talk about a five-day pay or quit notice, and let's talk about what that means. It literally means the tenant can choose between paying or quitting the lease. Um, This means that the tenant can pay or, you know, terminate the lease, um, which means they aren't obligated to pay for any damages or rent. There may be some landlords who don't care and would prefer the tenant just leave. But make sure you've talked to your landlord before you send one of these notices. If the tenant quits and they're only three months into a 12-month lease, 
the landlord may not be entitled to damages, including past due rent and the rent for the next nine months. What most people mean when they're talking about a five-day pay or quit is really the section in the law that allows the landlord to provide a notice of non-compliance for failure to pay rent and that the landlord may terminate the lease at the end of the five-day period. In each of these cases, we've talked about the notice that must be provided to the tenant. Let's briefly talk about what comes next. What happens if the tenant doesn't comply with the notice that you've sent? If the tenant fails to comply with the terms of the notice, whatever they are, the landlord is entitled to terminate the lease and file for immediate possession with the courts. So? It's that time. The favorite time of any week. Of any podcast. Any podcast. That's right, dear listeners. It's legal hotline time. Take it to the legal hotline. We've taken it. We, it's, it's been, been took. <laughs> right. I see you. Okay, Kate. If the tenant has been arrested for growing marijuana in the property and is currently in jail, what do I do? Where do I send the notice, and what do I do with all of this stuff? In this case, you're dealing with a non-remediable violation because it's illegal drug activity. Um, the law requires, I was going to make a, a comment about except for Canada, but I don't even know what Canada just legalized. So. It's, it's hard to say. <laughs> um the law requires the landlord to serve notice, and the terms of the lease will tell you where to send the notice. If you know that the tenant is in jail and won't be out on bail or released during the 30-day window, you can also reach out to the tenant's emergency contact. The tenant's emergency contact can help arrange to remove the tenant's possessions. Otherwise, it will be handled as abandoned property as part of the possession of judgment. John. Yes. What if it wasn't the tenant, but one of his guests that was involved in criminal activity? Now, the law says that the court shall presume that the tenant had knowledge of the activity and be responsible for it. However, the tenant can prove that they did not have knowledge. So if the tenant wants to rebut that presumption that he or she knew what his or her guest was doing on the property, they have to do so by the preponderance of the evidence. And there's that... Just the balance of the scales tipping ever so slightly right. in one direction. There's that, our favorite legal term again. Uh, and remember, again, that means more likely than not. So it's the same level burden of proof that uh, you have to remove someone for a criminal issue. All right, Kate, last question. I manage a property. We serve the tenant with a 2130 notice for an unauthorized occupant after the tenant moved her boyfriend in with her. Boyfriend moved out, but now I've discovered the tenant has the boyfriend's dog. This is a no pet property, and the tenant acknowledges this is a pet and not an assistance animal. Can I send a 30-day repeat notice? In this situation, you likely can't use the 30-day repeat. The first violation was for an unauthorized occupant. The second is for an unauthorized pet. If the tenant had a roommate move in with her rather than a pet as the second violation, you could use that 30-day repeat. But in this situation, this is a new 2130 violation. Thank you for joining us. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming and through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes and rate us. Members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with general legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the four members section. Make sure you are logged in to see this page. Thanks. Bye.
Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is a general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2018. This podcast features the song Please Listen Carefully by Jazar. Available under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike License. 